everyone. Welcome to episode 195 of the F Reality Podcast, your fortnightly roundup of all the latest VR gaming news. We've got a packed show for you today, starting with three newly announced VR titles coming soon, which should definitely be on your radar. We discussed the latest Meta earnings call where they announced $1 billion in revenue from the Quest Store. Completely insane. We give you our hands-on impressions of the newly released VR time-traveling adventure, Wanderer, and the VR MMO, Zenith. Also, things are heating up with the PlayStation VR 2 as the official website goes live. And to round up this monster of a show, Nathie has some releases coming in the next couple of weeks for us all to look forward to. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been their highlight from the past couple of weeks. Also, let us know what you've been playing in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, this guy has decided to sell his VR setup. No, he's not quitting VR. He's selling a digital version of his VR setup for fans to enjoy in Rec Room. So our blonde brother is, of course, Nathy in a brand new setting. How are you doing? Yeah, so I decided to uh, sell uh, my house. And I now have a <laughs> VR fan. And I'm going to like travel uh, through the world to make people excited for VR. I'm going to show them how cool the metaverse is. I know you're joking, but that would actually be a really good idea. I know, yeah, yeah I know, yeah. No, I'm in my brother's van because my, my brother is selling, celebrating his pre-birthday in my house because uh, his own little house wasn't big enough. So uh, <laughs> he's doing it here, and now I have to, well, you know, sit in his van. So that was the trade-off here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a pretty awesome setup, though, because I'm showing a picture of it uh, on the chat. I had to crop it a little bit, but uh, people will get an idea of how it looks like. But yeah, explain a little bit of what, what, what we're seeing here, because it looks like an insane so, setup I mean, in a it, car. It's, it's, it's a house on wheels, so there's a, there's a kitchen, there's a tiny bathroom, like a shower and stuff, um, and yeah, and a bed. Like, I'm pretty much sitting on the bed right now, so it's a, it's a couch, but then you can transform it into a bed, and yeah, they, they uh, sometimes they're just like, let's go to Spain, or let's go to this place, and yeah, they go everywhere with it, and my brother usually works from within this van, too. So, yeah, it's awesome. like uh, I'd love the that. dream. That, how do you have internet there? Like, how does that work? Is that with like a mobile phone or like <laughs> yeah. mobile data? Or like, what are you using? So uh, there is Starlink built into this van. So that, that, that's, uh, that's what, so thank you, Elon Musk, sponsoring the show today. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, that's not true. But uh, yeah, uh, that can be used. And, and also, of course, like inside my house, there's also internet. Um, so yeah, if you see me disappear at some point, then you know why. Yeah, so, someone's uh, trashing yeah, the house it's inside. It's kind of cozy to... in here, although it's kind of yeah. weird to just have people partying in my house while I'm not there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we actually have a question from uh, Thomas von Bauel. He said, how, how did you set up your Guardian in there? <laughs> <laughs> if you play VR in here, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how, well, maybe Mike knows. I mean, it, it's as big as his like old school hallway from back in the <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've lived that life. Mm. Yeah. So, Any highlights so, uh, from the past couple of weeks? Um, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about Wanderer soon, of course. Mm. Um, you hinted towards me selling my desk in VR, my, my gaming mm. setup, basically. And that's true. No, I'm not into NFTs. Don't worry. You don't have to cancel me just yet. You can do that <laughs> later if you want. Um, but um, no, I. so I've been playing a lot of Rec Room for the last two weeks. I've been like investing a lot of my time in there to understand how the community works, what they're doing in there. And we talked about this before, that you can draw things in Rec Room and uh, turn it into an invention, into a creation that you can then sell to people. You can also just give it away for free. 
So I made a desk with like a, you know, a computer desk with screens on it, a quest, a computer, my logos on it, a chair. Um, and um, you can now buy that in rec room and then put it into your dorm room. And nice. I think it, I don't know the exact price, but we're talking about like a, a dollar or something. So it's mm -hmm. not crazy, uh, crazy expensive. So I'm trying that out now, see if people like it. Uh, I've already had like, I think pe 10 people who bought it so far. So it, it's pretty nice. Um, cool. And then I visit them in their, in their like dorm rooms and then we just kind of hang out and uh, yeah, it's great. It's really fun. Everyone can do this. Although there's one thing because you would be like, oh, I can make like free money in rec room because I just create something. I'm done. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. You have to get a subscription to sell stuff. Oh, so you have to pay ah, to sell. Okay. Yeah, so right. for, for now, I'm still in the red. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll keep you updated uh, every every couple of weeks with his uh, his progress with uh, selling items in Rec Room. It is interesting. And like, uh, I think he said the creator economy is going to be huge like in the future, right? You know, uh, people yeah, and this, selling this is digital a items. Actual and this is a legit economy. I know everyone is so, like suddenly talking about metaphors, this and buying land, whatever. But in Rec Room, this is like legit stuff. It's been around since last year and it works and, and, yeah. and it's great. So, and, it, and it's something that everyone can benefit from, not just me selling it, but also the people. You can give something back, basically, you know? So, hmm. yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. Uh, actually, the best, the best example of that was when Nathie took me to a uh, rec room anniversary party and we were going through what was like a digital convention and there were makers selling their wares. And, and some of these were like, you know, even big makers. So there was like an Xbox thing you could go along to. And I think it was like a Master Chief helmet or something you could get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. You, you do have like it is really the first landscape of like proper, I'll say, ownership of, of like digital assets, you know, but in a place that, you know, that isn't just going to evaporate tomorrow. So um it's cool. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. So uh, next up, this guy uh, jetted off to Cuba without a care in the world, all while forgetting to uh, finish to upload this this version, audio version of the podcast. So uh, shame him in the chat, everyone. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let him off this time. It's the current captain of this ship. It's the one and only Rowdy Guy. How you doing? Yeah, Did you do right? That's the only reason you're letting me off, right? Because you know what I can do if you don't. Exactly. You can actually cancel me right now. So yeah, I've got to be careful with what I say. No, no, no. That was entirely my fault. Well, I'll explain to people what actually happened. So uh, I was a bit in a rush because I had three deadlines before I had to, uh, well, I had to, but before my holiday started in Cuba, um, which was not that easy to get to, you know, because I thought, I, I actually thought before I left that I actually had COVID because I had three of my friends that had COVID and I had a goodbye dinner in Belgium with them. Uh, so I had, I think, three PCR tests over that entire period. It was ridiculously expensive because uh, I had to pay for that myself. But actually, when I finally got my final results, uh, I turned out to be completely negative. So my holiday was not in danger. Uh, that did mean that I had to finish all of my deadlines right before I left because I, I knew that the internet was going to be a little bit iffy uh, i uploaded the podcast i finished everything like that's the that's the worst part like it's like because people probably thought i'm being lazy but i finished everything like i did everything uploaded it and then i shut down my computer and was like i'm good i'm good to go the only thing i forgot was pressing the save button <laughs> 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 which wow. meant that nothing of it was stored uh, because it takes a it takes a little bit of a of, it takes like a like a, i would say like 45 minutes or something to upload it because it's quite a big file uh, and yeah, I, I didn't, I, I, and then I tried to like get my files on uh, because I did manage to get an internet connection, but none of the files had synced uh, to my account. So there was just nothing I could do. 
It's up now, though. If you missed it, it's up now. Yeah, indeed. It's been uploaded. Yeah. It's been fixed. Whew. Catch nice up. work. <laughs> nice work. Any any highlights from the past couple of weeks? Yeah, I mean, like you said, like I've I've, I've been to Cuba. I've never been there before. Uh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it, I had a, a really good time there. I completely zoned out of uh, many of the things that I normally do. Uh, it was actually nice to like just relax for a little bit, to go on a holiday like we used to, because you know it's it's been a while since we've been able to do this. And uh, uh, I mean. I wouldn't say it's the same thing because, you know, you still have to do, you know, you have the mask policy, you have the PCR test, you have, you know, specific applications you need to install in order to travel, you need to fill in a lot of documents, this and that. But, you know, if everything is arranged, it does feel like you're on holiday, which was Mm -hmm. nice. So, uh, yeah, I, I I do recommend people, you know, make sure you inform yourself, make sure that you, that you, you know, get everything in order. But if, if, if you're fine with that hassle, then do go on holiday because, you know, it's, I think it's important, you know, for yeah. us as, as humans. Yeah. Nice. Well, we'll get you up to speed again with everything that you've missed over the past couple of weeks. Some, Sounds some good. Cool, some cool stuff, actually. Some cool oh, stuff. I, I, I heard that. So on the Twitter yeah. chat, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, good to have you back safe and sound. And uh, another guy back safe and sound. This guy uh, traveled three and a half thousand miles across the globe to relocate with his family in Canada. Or because he loves cheese curds on his fries. Oh. <laughs> it's the legendary VR streamer. This is Talk 5. Welcome back to the show, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to have made it in one piece. It actually it mm. went after after months and months of planning and years of stringing this out. And uh, it was such a stop and go the entire last three years. For anyone who's been following the podcast, you'll know because I mentioned this about probably two years ago. Um, and it, it's taken all this time. But we're here now, uh, so which is great. Uh, last big thing uh, to do is to find a place to live. Uh, we're in temporary right now, so... Um, but we punched through everything, you know, local quarantine, had my pets come over. It was a bit of a shock to, to kind of arrive to minus 20 degrees C, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I did used to live in Alaska, but that's to anyone who's wow. lived in Britain for a good number of years. <laughs> I was uh, 17 years over, you know, Ireland, England and Scotland. And um, yeah, that's I mean, the snow that fell like two nights after we got here is still here. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like a guest that uh, comes and stays. And to be honest, it's absolutely lovely. I love the cold. I love the snow. Um, so do my kids, my wife and stuff. So it's like the perfect climate. I, I, I always when I lived in the Caribbean, I always melted. I'm not, you know, genetically designed for Caribbean weather. So um, it's <laughs> nice to be somewhere like this. I do worry about summer a little bit. I know Rowdy's uh, told us the tale about how warm it can get over here. So um, maybe come summer, you're going to see me a little bit gl- you know, glossier looking <laughs> on the podcast. Uh, but it's good to be all set up here. And I haven't actually been able to VR a few times, did some shows and stuff like that. I uh, have a little mobile rig I'm very proud of. Not not too different from Nathy. I was, I was happy to see his photo <laughs> there today because, um, you know, when you're packing to go, you're like, what am I going to bring? And, um, you know, I brought one T-shirt. I brought like three jerseys because the show showmanship, you know, come on. And then like one work shirt, like very, very limited on the tech. Uh, I brought uh, my 2080 Super in a box because, my God, that goes for like 3000 Canadian dollars here. Jesus Christ. Um, you, you know, I haven't built a PC yet because I figured I'll find, I'll find a house first. And then I'll get the parts together because otherwise you're that. ferrying bits together, you know. But uh, I, I don't know about those priorities, Sim. Like I don't <laughs> know about them. <laughs> I've been really happy with this laptop I've been using. Aside I mean, from the a PC side. can keep you warm. You know, you just need to find the right applications for it. Yeah, the heater is so important. If my little uh, space heater broke down any one of these days, I would be freezing. <laughs> so I can imagine. Very happy nice. yeah, about that. But, nice. Um, but VR wise, awesome to have you back. One thing I wanted to mention was uh, affected. I, I jumped into affected. 
and I was just kind of playing around with my, you know, for my audience and stuff, and and ran into this additional thing they added a while back, which I didn't realize. It's called the darkness. So if anyone's played the original affected game, which was quite scary, it takes you through a affected few scenes. Affected the manor. Affected the manor. Yeah. And then they added the gauntlet, which was like a colorful speed run. I'm going to run down a channel. Little girls are going to jump in my face and screaming and stuff. So it was kind of more fun than scary. But the darkness, I'm telling you, it is deep black, you know, in your quest. You can play it. You can play it on PC, too. And you just all you have is like this little candlelight. And it, it's I was I was screaming. It's that scary. Um, so Zim anyway. is amazing when he screams as well. It's still on Twitch if you want to go see it from a couple of weeks ago. Um, but but I was just happy to be able to get a quest stream running with a laptop, a camera, a light, and a quest. And it's like, wow, I can I can now do shows mm. without a without a proper rig at all. And I didn't think that actually OBS or all that could take all of that. But uh, as long as you got a broadband connection, yeah. we're good. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Man. Very happy. Imagine trying that like ten years ago with with some Hydra controllers, a DK one, and a crappy <laughs> oh laptop. Oh my god. <laughs> No, no way. Work, would it? No, very happy to no be back. Work. Cool. <laughs> nice. Good to have you back. Um, so what about the chat? What have they been up to? Any any good suggestions from them? Uh, I saw some comments. Oh. Uh, let's have a little look. Uh, been playing VRBug, been playing Zenith and RE4. <laughs> very cool. Graham Hickman, Resident Evil 4. Uh, new to the quest, I had to get it as my first purchase. Amazing. <laughs> That's so awesome. Like, imagine just jumping straight into quest and your first game of Resident Evil 4 VR. Like, well, yeah, you, you're starting, like, uh, with the best. Um, yeah, a lot of people playing Zenith and enjoying that as well. Mr. Panda also playing Zenith. A lot of people really enjoying that game. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Ethrit just got into Boneworks. Wow, nice. That's going to so be a fun Mark, one for you. Mark mentioned yeah. one of my, my favorites, which is Puzzling Places. That's that's one that just is so, it's just so handy. Like, it is the one that I go to when I'm all my, on my own. And I just want, you know, you're after a really hard day and you're like, I have no energy to stand up and beat Saber. Um, yes. Puzzling Places is a, I'm just going to chill on the couch. And that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we've got a couple more suggestions. Arcane Mage playing Demio. <laughs> Demio kind of fits your name as well, dude. Uh, Matt Man just finished Wanderer. Uh, so yeah, very cool. Don Grout talking about Gorilla Tag. And that's funny because that is actually my highlight uh, this week uh, is oh, Gorilla Tag. Uh, right. um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because last week, uh, not last week, last show, sorry, uh, we had Kerastol on the show who's the creator of Gorilla Tag. And he, he talked about how he came up with the idea for the game. And it was a really insightful chat. So if you missed that, go and check it out. It's a really fun episode. Um, but actually after that episode, uh, one, of the, one of the pro Gorilla Tag players uh, who has a dedicated Gorilla Tag YouTube channel, actually, called J-Man Curly. Uh, he invited a few of us to join him um, so he could kind of show us how to play like a pro. So uh, it was me, Nathy, uh, Get Hip, uh, Steel on VR, and also VMT, who's another kind of pro Gorilla Tag player. And um, we kind of all jumped on a server together and uh, had a lot of fun. And he was showing us like how to climb, wall climb, showing us the new environments as well, because like, uh, we obviously played it such a long time ago. Those those yeah. new maps didn't exist back then, but now you've got like uh, these caves, which have got like um, each time you step on these like different colored crystals, it makes a different uh, sound. So you can even like make little songs if you want to, little tunes. Uh, you've also got this like canyon environment, which is really cool, like really big open environment. Um, and you've also got this kind of like shopping mall where you can buy all the cosmetic items. It's so well done. It's yeah. so well done. Did he show um, you the special, like the break through the window bit? Yeah, where you yeah, get, the little yeah, secret area is the gold helmet. Yeah, of yeah. course, everything. Uh, so yeah, we had a ton of fun playing that together. Obviously, Nathan and I have a blast whenever we play that together anyway. 
Uh, but it was great to play with those guys and also get to know them a little bit because obviously that was the first time we got to uh, speak to them properly. But they were also fans of our channels, so it was kind of nice uh, to kind of get to know them and, and understand how like maybe some of us had influenced them getting into VR in the first place. So it was a real wholesome experience. Um, if you're interested, you can obviously go and check out uh, the video, which is on J-Man Curly's uh, YouTube channel. And obviously Gorilla Tag is free on Steam and Quest. So yeah, we had a blast playing that. You, you can find out what my 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 favorite video of all time was. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like roasted Nathan a little bit in the video. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can go and experience it for yourself. So yeah, that's my highlight uh, this week, uh, this past nice. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so maybe before we get into the news, we should uh, say uh, thank you to our brand new sponsor of the show. Uh, yeah, they're back again. It's VAL, uh, which stands for the Virtual Athletics League. Uh, they actually sponsored us last year, and they're back once again with their VR Winter Games. Uh, the Winter Games is kicking off on the 26th of February, which is a series of online tournaments, fitness challenges, and fun events where you can enter and compete for your opportunity to win thousands in cash prizes. A few of the VR games included in the tournament are VR, uh, sorry, Real Fishing VR, Loco Dojo, and Hyperdash. Uh, and there's an actu there's actually a $5,000 prize pool for Hyperdash uh, as Val have teamed up with the Dash League this year. So, uh, yeah, quite a few pennies there. If you're, if you're good at the game, you know, it's a no-brainer to jump in on this. Uh, if you're interested oh. in checking out the tournament times, you want to know about the games, the prizes, uh, head over to onearena.gg and uh, we've linked that website in the description down below. So go check it out. And I want to yeah. comfort people uh, interested in playing the real fishing VR game. My dad is not participating, so you don't have to worry. <laughs> uh, is he still, is he still nice. like so into the VR fishing stuff? It started with bait, right? Yeah, bait. Yeah, like my, my dad has been into fishing stuff ever, ever since he was a kid. You know, like that's what he what he what he used to do, and uh, now doing. Uh, now doing it in VR, like every time that I, that I, that I, well, it's not that often anymore that I'm at home uh, at my, with my parents' place. But uh, if I do bring the headset, then that's what he, you know, that's what he wants to try. Like try the new fishing stuff every time. Out there, son, <laughs> give me your headset. And See he's you in good a bit. at it. He's you good go because he knows stuff. You know, he knows, like, you don't need to explain him the game, you know, like, he knows what the lure is and which lure to use for which fish. So it's like, it's that's like, amazing. you know, the game is like made for him. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. I love that you started off on bait. I remember you telling us that story when he got hooked yeah. on bait Hours. a long time ago. Hours. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into the news then. And the, the way I want to kind of start off the show uh, today is talking about some upcoming games because normally Q1 of any sort of year for VR games is a pretty dry season, but we've actually had a really good start this year uh, with games such as Zenith and Wanderer, which we're going to be talking about a little bit more later on. We've of course also had Hitman 3 uh, VR, which came to PC, although it wasn't great. There's still some fun to be had exploring the game from a whole new perspective in VR. Yeah, taking Mike um, out. Taking Mike out, yeah. I'm actually in the little tutorial level and one of the first NPCs you, you get to, to strangle to death. So uh, yeah, enjoy that. Um, but along, <laughs> alongside those titles, we also had some new game announcements, which are also quite rare, uh, sort of beginning of the year. So I thought I'd share some of these new game announcements, which are coming later on in 2022. Uh, these are ones that I'm personally excited about. And also you might have missed some of these announcements. So I thought I'd just make sure they're sort of on your radar. So I'll go over them briefly and hopefully Rowdy can play the trailer for you in the background. Uh, the first game I want to talk about is Knock. Uh, you might have seen this one. Uh, 
Uh, this one's going to be right up Nathie's alley as uh, it kind of looks a little bit like Rocket League in that you have an arena with a goal at either end. Kind of similar layout to Rocket League sort of arenas as well. Uh, but instead of cars, you use a bow and arrow to fire the arrow and knock the ball into the opponent's goal. It's super bright and vibrant, and it looks like it's a 2v2 online competitive game. Uh, a bit like Gorilla Tag in that it's got it's kind of got a simple premise, but it looks like it could be really fun and addictive. It's actually from the developers Normal VR, who made Half Plus Half. So I don't know if you guys remember that yes. that game. It was a oh. it was a free to play multiplayer experience on Quest, mm. uh, which was super fun uh, to play with friends. Um, so yeah, this one looks really promising. Uh, we don't have yeah. a release date or price just yet, but this is definitely one to keep an eye on. Immaculately uh, constructed, nice. half and half with like, you know, you know when you go, um, I don't know, <laughs> I'm obviously involved in this now, but you're looking at properties and, and things are just beautiful, like gorgeously ornamented. That's how I would describe half and half. And also the multiplayer design for some of that, like the hide and seek game, just really, really on point. And, and you could do it without talking to anybody. You had multiplayer fun with other players without actually exchanging words, uh, which was which is kind of special in its own right. So I'm super excited about that for that reason. And I'm an archer in Skyrim, so Nathan, you're going down. <laughs> oh, okay. The smack talks has already started. Um, so yeah, that one's knock. Uh, definitely one to have on your radar. Uh, next up is a sequel to one of the best VR games of all time, in my opinion, and that is The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Uh, Skydance Interactive announced that Saints and Sinners Chapter 2 Retribution will be coming soon. It's a standalone game following on from the original game where you'll continue the story of the main character known as the tourist. All we know so far is that it's coming this year in 2022 and it's likely going to be releasing on the same platforms as the previous game. So you can expect to see this on Steam, PSVR and on Quest. I personally still haven't finished the original game yet or had chance to check out the new Aftershocks DLC. So I should probably get on that before you this need, new game drops you need to finish it it's it's got a good ending um and uh, and yeah. it, you know in 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 kind of classic walking dead stroke telltale fashion it's like a um it, it's one of those decisive endings right you're not just going to get one ending you get to kind of influence the ending and so it's worth finishing that for that first storyline although this will be standing on its own legs um, and the fact that they said squad in one of their teasers leads me to believe that there may they may have snuck in multiplayer. And if they did that, if they did that, lads, we've got a game for 2022. Co-op Saints and Sinners would be so epic. Yeah, I would be totally down for that. Apparently, also, if you're a fan of uh, uh, Saints and Sinners, if you check out the Aftershocks DLC and you play it right to the end, it gives you a lot of uh, hints as to what's going to come next in this new chapter called Retribution. So mm. have a little dig around, uh, dig around and see what you can find. Yeah. <laughs> Good catch. Nice. Like, I also like the uh, the idea of like, because like, they call them the tourists, like you said. And that's a concept that's also been very present. I'm sure Zim knows that, but like in like uh, the Elder Scrolls series, you have the prisoner which which you are because in every elder scroll series you start as a prisoner uh which gives you like kind of like this blank sheet to like draw on and you can become who you want and i like that in in you know in the in the walking dead uh, mm. like series that they're that they're trying to build now maybe it's it's also becoming that kind of thing where you are where you are this character with kind of like a blank sheet and you mm. can become you know evil you can do good things you know you, it's, it's an interesting kind of mix of uh of those kind of concepts you can become a saint or a sinner. Or, or a saint. Or, indeed. <laughs> or, or a prison boss. Or a prison well, boss. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what I would choose. 
I'm uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Same. The amount of views that you got, Rowdy, uh, I would choose the prison boss as well. Um, so to wrap this little segment up at the beginning, uh, the, the last upcoming game, which I'm super hyped about, is yeah. Vox Machina. Uh, and this is from developers Space Bullet. Uh, it was announced this week that it's getting a full single-player story campaign. Now, this game has been out for a while, if you're not familiar with it. It's been available on Steam, um, and basically it's a mech piloting game, which has a... Right now, it has this kind of like online multiplayer mode. The thing about this game is, is the way that it feels and sounds. And it feels just like you'd want it to feel piloting a mech. You know, when your your mech's like stomping through the environment, the whole cabin is kind of like shaking. Mm-hmm. And and it just feels like you're in this like meaty machine. Um, it, mm. it, it feels epic. You've also and got the, this... the AI is pretty cool too. Uh, very cool. The... Yes. Very cool. Yeah, you've got like a little screen uh, where you can interact with other players and a little like comm system where you can actually pull the radio down and pull, pull <laughs> the trigger, speaking to your little radio comm system to chat with your teammates. It's incredibly well done. But like multiplayer was never really my bag. So although I really appreciated that the work they, they put into it and the design, I never really played it regularly. But now they've announced this story mode is coming. Apparently it's been in the works for two years and it will feature new cam- uh, uh, new characters, even bigger mechs than they featured in the game before and multiple mm. planets to explore. I'm just super, super hyped to uh, get stuck into a, a single player campaign mode. I think... Oh, what, and and what, the funny thing... I'm sorry, what'd you say? I was just going to say, um, one of the things that was going to stand out to people who um, got into Dune and that whole thing recently is the sandworms. So you do have the ability of this crossover between giant thundering mechs and gargantuan sandworms going around the planet those are already in the game but i'm sure they'll feature as part of the single player campaign as it's hard to miss when you know your your giant mech is getting beaten up or eaten by a giant sandworm it's it's fun <laughs> and and yeah. the funny thing is like because uh, i know that like zim is a big fan of mech games as well but i am as well uh, and we've had actually you know a few vr mech titles already but i think that this one i forgot the names of the other one because i i used to play the single player one uh that i really liked but i forgot archangel Yes, that's it. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. really like that one. It was short, but um, was made I like by Skydance, by the way, who made the yeah, Walking yeah. Dead uh, Sins yeah. and Sinners. Indeed, very indeed. Very, very fun game. If you're into Mac, you know, definitely check that one out. Gorgeous visuals. Very, very well done. Uh, and then the other one, which name I also forgot, but that was originally a PC game, uh, and it was a, a multiplayer one that I that I. I've played that a lot on PC, uh, and they announced the VR mode, but it didn't really take off. And I even think that the game is not, uh, is that not running anymore. Yes, Hawken. Thank you. Oh, that was, That's why I need I you guys. Say, like, you guys are good with the names. Game, yeah. I just have the experiences yeah. in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah that was that was a classic. Also, yeah. there's the one that Nathie loves, which was Riggs, uh, which, Riggs. which is also oh, Riggs. Mech, more yeah. of a mech yeah. sport combat mm. game. And more yeah. recently, um, and again. Um, is it called Iron Rebellion? The one that yeah, was from Resolution. Yeah. But so, so there's there, there's 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 a fair few attempts at kind of going although, for the magic that Mech <laughs> Warrior had right back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, but it's funny, honestly, like the, the one you the, the the one you mentioned from Resolution Games. That one is kind of like Knock in that sense, where you mm. play in this Rocket League arena yeah. again with mm. like Max. So yeah, full circle. Mm. Also, the cool thing is, uh, this new campaign is completely free uh, if you already own the game oh. on Steam. Uh, okay, yeah, so nice. it's, it's a free update to the game. They might oh. obviously increase the price of the game or charge yeah, for okay. this content Amazing. later. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to get in on it, uh, maybe I like, uh, I like it when developers the do that because, you know, multiplayer is great, but it's sometimes like 
to build like a multiplayer scene, you need to have something to draw people in, right? And if they have like a single player campaign that is good and, you know, the visuals in that game were already great. And to like draw people in like that and then like maybe tie them in with the, multi with the awesome multiplayer they already have. It's, it's smart. Yeah, yeah I loved it. I loved it the way that it was kind of a bit like Titanfall in that when your mech got destroyed, you ejected, ejected. out of the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. So good. Yeah. And the fact that you can also feign death or shut down your mech and power it down and hide yeah. in your cabin with, with no sight and still listen out for mechs and stuff going by. Also, some of the sniper uh, rounds that they have, like rail shots in that, are just are very, very impressive mm. weapons. Like you said, yeah. it kind of feels like a mix between like a Euro Truck simulator on some kind of i don't know crazy yeah absolutely ets ets and transformers had a baby that's yeah but that's that's yeah. have you have you guys seen that transformers game like i i want to get coming. excited yep. for it but it looks very basic in mm -hmm. terms of what they have showed so far so yeah i don't know i want a full-blown transformers game but i'm not so sure if this is going to be it but i do yeah, want to try I, it out at least I, I can't even remember what they've called it but i wasn't that impressed no, they, they, the they dropped gameplay this week i think mm. uh, yeah i'm not so convinced but yeah like that that could be cool too in a mac kind of you know uh style yeah yeah so uh that's the last game that i wanted to kind of highlight that should be on your radar single player campaign to vox machina uh we don't know when it's coming but it's coming relatively soon soon so now let's talk about meta. <laughs> uh, there's a few things to talk about, um, but let's get into uh, the first one, which is this This week they hosted their quarterly earnings call. Uh, this is where Mark Zuckerberg gives an overview of the company's performance and obviously their future plans. And we've got some points that really stood out from the call that I kind of want to talk about. So the first one, which I think is awesome, they announced that people have spent more than $1 billion on Quest Store content. Uh, I think this is an incredible milestone and it really shows that developers are, you know, that are creating content on the Quest platform are making money on their investments. And I think that's great. You know, it's good for us. It's good for Meta. It's good for developers. It's good for everyone that, that you know, we've got a healthy ecosystem uh, on the Quest store. Uh, to break things down a little bit further, Chris Pruitt actually tweeted some additional figures to kind of put some of these numbers into perspective a little bit. Um, Eight titles uh, on the Quest Store have made over $20 million in gross revenue. Uh, so that's at the top end. So we've got eight titles made over $20 million. We then have 14 titles that have made over $10 million. 17 titles that have made over $5 million. And this is crazy. This is, this is pretty insane. 120 titles that have made over $1 million in gross revenue. Um, that's yeah. good. And I think, I, think it, I think you'd probably be safe to say that between... Uh, a million and two million dollars to make a decent VR game is probably what your budget is. So gross, mm. you know, just take away that money. That means developers who were who were breaking even and going beyond that and actually having a successful VR title. You say 127? What was that? Sorry, I was, how many was it? 127. So 120 titles have made over a million dollars. That's great. That's that's. Yeah. I, I do. I do honestly think like the 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 biggest chunk of that money is being made around christmas oh yeah highly likely yeah like christmas was a huge boost for everyone because that's when suddenly all the developers are like oh now i'm suddenly making loads of money well usually they're not super focal about it mm -hmm. so around christmas or suddenly like we're getting rich it's raining it's raining money you know but of course it was uh, one of those hot hot gifts wasn't it this yeah. year just like it was the year yeah. before you know um yeah, yeah. 
Um, but to also put this uh, number into perspective, Ben Lang from Road to VR gave some additional perspective on this like one billion figure mark. Uh, and he kind of compared the Quest store to the Apple App Store when it originally launched on iPhone. Mm-hmm. And he said that when uh, you look at the uh, the App Store launch, uh, when it launched on iPhone a long time ago, uh, it took Apple around 21 months to hit that one billion dollars uh, in revenue. And it's taken Meta 34 months, which is obviously longer, but I think, you know, for a for what I would say is still a very niche product, whereas, you know, phones have wide market appeal, VR is still very exactly. niche. It's incredible the fact that they're still relatively close. Um, yeah, I think again, I think... Even with the apples to orange comparison, I think I think you're actually, um, I think you're spot on there, Mike. It's a nascent technology, you know? So, mm. like, like I, I would actually say that they're, they're, they're maybe even pacing much faster than, than we should expect them to. Uh, Quest is, I think, done even better than Facebook originally. Even Quest 1 did better than they, I think, were expecting at the time. So they doubled down on it, and it, it's obviously paying off for them. Yeah, but will it save them? <laughs> well, the well, I'll get in, I'll get in more, more of that shortly. Um, Actually, like the, the chat, because uh, we have a, a, few, a few big names in the chat as well. Yeah. Uh, shout out to... Uh, uh, Higo Dan, sadly, is Bradley, but uh, they're making up a few good points as well. Uh, that uh, Facebook probably owns a couple of those companies that are uh, raking in the one one million figures and above. Uh, well, so that's that's a good point to keep in mind. And um, another thing is as well that uh, you know what Onikaze brought up is that we might want to check what the average dev dev team numbers are for those apps because. If uh, if it's one million for an app that takes about forty people to generate, it's not really exactly. uh, a sustainable business model. Yeah, which are indeed things to keep in mind. Yeah, you got to remember though a lot of the uh, a lot of the apps on the Quest App Store are like indie devs, so they're like much smaller teams. Yeah, um, but I, I think you know it's it's a good sign things are things are moving but, moving in the right direction. Although, um, although like like impressive like if numbers are that impressive, even that it's maybe not sustainable, more investors will probably get interested in what they're doing. So that yeah, might yeah, result yeah. into more cash in the yeah. end. Yeah, it's, it, like to, to go to the point that Guy Godin made and, and sadly it's Bradley, like, yeah, it's highly likely that the, you know, the one of the eight titles that made over $20 million in gross revenue is likely going to be Beat Saber. You know, that's, that's probably a given. Um, some people have kind of used this figure and kind of suggested, you know, again, we didn't get official numbers from from Meta about this, but suggested that it would roughly equate to potentially around 10 million quests sold since the original Quest launched, which I think, I don't know. Do you think that's sort uh, of a bit, bit overestimate or a underestimated? A, l- a little bit over, oh, yeah. you think? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I that's just, that's just a, a, you know, a guess. What markets? Uh, I just I'm curious now, like because um, at, at, at original launch request two, it was even somewhat restrictive in terms of what markets you could get it. And I remember the original Quest, and you know certain countries like Raddy, wasn't it not launching in Belgium or something like that at the time? I I remember there were difficulties. Which one? Germany. Quest one. When Quest uh, one. Launched. It was Germany. Yeah, yeah. It's that still was not Germany. being sold. Yeah, Quest yeah, two is not being sold there. So I'm just curious because there's certain countries like if you live in I don't know. Um, Brazil. Yeah, I even think yeah a whole, there's a whole ton of countries where if you want to get a quest, you have to go through a, yeah. you know, someone buy it in a different country and get it yeah, to yeah. you. Um, yeah, that's imported. why I'm curious what yeah. their primary markets are because we haven't seen America. the full whack yet because distribution. Definitely America. Yeah, will help, you can tell will it's America because they tend to ignore everyone else. <laughs> yeah, nowadays they're ignoring us all the time. It, 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 it's crazy. Yeah, no, America uh, for sure. That, that's that's yeah. the that's the legal ring fence, and you know, Rowdy and I came over, so you guys come on. Let's just. Oh, uh, that's why you moved uh, over for the giveaways. I see. 
it also you I want mean, a little questy. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, and that's supernatural. Remember, and I can oh, yeah, uh, go into Horizon now. Yeah. So you know, I have ever heard of a VPN. It's way cheaper. Just saying. It's it's also of course uh, GDPR. You know, in Europe, that's that limits a lot of their oh, yeah. you know, abilities to make money there as a data data collection company still. But but, mm. but Facebook had to upscale for GDPR because if, if, if you're collecting data, we're not going to go down this hole, but um, if you're collecting data on an EU resident, it doesn't matter where you are globally, you still have to comply. Mm. So mm. Facebook didn't dodge GDPR by you know not launching a no, quest no, no, in that market. No, 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 but that's still the reason why they're not selling in Germany, right? Um, I thought it was, it was local German was regulation. Government. Yeah, I thought not, it was the government that got regulation. involved. Yeah, yeah they, they blocked them. <laughs> mm. No, but it, it's mainly because the quests in America are laying in the store. Over here, you really got to look for it. Most of the advertisements that are being done are happening in the U.S. Yeah, as, as Mike mentioned, like the giveaways are mostly U.S. only. Um, they're about to announce something. I th Maybe it was Super Bowl related. I'm not sure. But people are already guessing it's going to be U.S. only too. So, mm. yeah, that's also why numbers are that high. Like, we don't know, but... It's obvious America, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Horizon, for example. Oh, you can only thing, access yeah. it from America right now. Um, In Canada. Was, <laughs> yeah, can't, can't wait to actually try it <laughs> for once. I'll let you guys Exciting. know what I thought. What I think, yeah. Like yeah, the first you thing you stepped out of the plane, you're like, oh, I'm going to play Horizon now. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of numbers, uh, Meta also stated that they're spending $10 billion on VR and AR tech each year. Um, this is an absolutely insane number, $10 billion each year. Um, so they're using this money, obviously, to continually invest in VR developers, making studio acquisitions, also like the amount of research and development they do each year. Um, we do know from the, the earnings call that Project Cambria, uh, their latest headset, is releasing sometime later this year. Uh, and also their upcoming AR glasses, Project Nazare. Um, so yeah, they've got a few things in the works, but again, when you put this number into perspective, $10 billion sounds like a lot of money. But again, if you, if you use the kind of iPhone example, like Apple was spending that sort of money way back in the day, investing into the, uh, the iPhone when they were launching that. So mm. it sounds insane, but you know, also, essentially you've got to remember well, they, they're kind of bankrolling the whole VR industry right now as it yeah. stands. Also, I'm sure that you highlight that maybe a little bit later, Mike, but that's less than a 20th of the value that they lost over one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am going to mention that. Numbers, yeah, I am going to yeah. mention that. Um, so yeah, they're investing crazy amounts of money uh, to obviously make VR, AR, and the metaverse become a thing. Um, but despite all this, you know, it's all, all this like positive stuff. Um, the Facebook Meta stocks did take a quite a nosedive, an eye-watering twenty percent drop after the earnings call. Um, and this is mainly to do with Facebook as a social media platform rather than their metaverse and VR and AR plans. Um, it was kind of cited in a lot of like, you know, financial reports that the reason for the drop was that Facebook itself as a platform is losing traction. Um, and apparently this is due to a drop in daily users. Uh, so that's kind of dropped over the, the last few years. Also, as you might be aware, Apple now allow users to block ad tracking uh, with iPhones, which is, you know, probably one of the biggest uh, mobile platforms. Um, so that's obviously taken a big chunk out of the way that they can advertise to users, which is, you know, they've been very good at that over the years. And that's been their sort of sort of main uh, source of revenue. And we've also seen like platforms like TikTok, which are becoming more popular, especially with the younger generation of users. So they're kind of losing traction in, in the social media space. But obviously, as we know from, you know, their, their what was it? 
Meta Connect, Facebook Connect, whatever it is. Um, they're obviously pivoting as a company. The whole the whole company is pivoting. You know, that's why they changed the name. Mm. They're now uh, moving away from being just a social media company to a metaverse company with a lot of focus on VR and AR. So they're kind of in this tricky spot right now where they're pivoting and they're making this transition. So, um, yeah, so even... Like, it, Imagine just losing $240 billion over one night. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's nuts. The confidence in the, in the economic market in, in, in Facebook slash Meta uh, is also affected by misrepresentation in their financial reports. I mean, any company mm -hmm. that does that is going to lose investor confidence. Yeah, they're and, also being investigated by FTC, right? Especially when they're under numerous investigations. This is mm -hmm. Facebook we're talking about. So you're, you're saying they're lying about numbers. Yeah, that's, or, a, that's absolutely it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and well, we're and, not saying that. It's it's, no. it's them who are saying that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's 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 definitely a substantial problem for them, and it's something that's seems to be at their core, of their DNA. Um, I think you know, no one no one probably reads a, a, a bit of Facebook news without thinking about all the trauma that's happened in the last kind of five to eight years. Um, they just they just can't get themselves out of hot water. So I, I really hope. This is my hope, uh, is that this is kind of like a wake-up call for them. They've been seeing this now for years, the bleed, the loss, the hemorrhaging that they're having in terms of the user base and their ad revenue. And obviously the pivot that they did last, you know, last quarter uh, was on the basis of a lot of that data. I mean, they wouldn't bank so much on the metaverse if they didn't see their current iceberg melting. And they do. They see that very clearly. And so now they're going... Well, this nascent technology is the thing that we've got the best grip on, the best market share. We're the leader in the industry. Um, and really, they just have to watch out for Apple, I think, because if Apple stings them really hard and at the same time is choking their, their bottom line through the revenue blockers, you know, we could have a really big fight of the giants here. And I'm, I'm really curious how this is going to play out for us. I, I hope we're going to end up with a solid competition between two major global companies and that'll be if advantageous for yeah. us as users. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to kind of round up the, the meta stuff, um, which I don't know if you all noticed, but the official Oculus Twitter account is no more. So, uh, you know, F in the chat to pay your respects. Um, they've changed now their official Twitter handle from Oculus to MetaQuest VR. Uh, we've talked about this before, so I don't want to dwell on it too much. Uh, but, you know, I think it's a real shame that we're all, losing all the Oculus them, brand. Way. All of them. Instagram, yes, all of them. YouTube, yeah. Facebook. Uh, Twitter, but, but also their all all of their Twitter handles, right? It's MetaQuest, MetaQuest Gaming, MetaQuest Help, MetaQuest whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 all it's all I, now. I, I, I think Meta, the only things that are left are the official website, right, and the app store itself are still under the Oculus yeah. branding. Yeah, yeah, but they said the software they wanted to. Well, I mean, they said that like they want to keep uh, keep it being called Oculus for now, but I'm sure that's going to change too. Um, but I, I said, like, imagine getting a quest now and it says Oculus on the box. You're going to, like, look it up on social media and you can't find it. That's <laughs> it so exist. weird, right? Yeah. Um, I think the, the thing that cracked me up the most was Palmer Lucky <laughs> memeing around about this on his uh, own account. Yeah, Pretty yeah it must be difficult for him, you know. Yeah, it is very, baby, yeah, obviously. It, it annoys him, obviously. I mean, mm. he wanted to keep it being... Now everything, all his history that he created is... Slowly being eroded away, yeah. I, I do wonder, um, I had a shower thought the other day, and this is very much a 2022 <laughs> shower thought <laughs> wow. on this subject, which was, which was, I was like, hang on, at a corporate level, is there such a thing as dead naming? Like, are, is, it, is it disrespectful now to, you know, speak about Oculus if the company has made it obviously so clear what we should be calling it? 
Um, <laughs> but I, I have all of all of my cords and tethers and ties want me still calling it Oculus, of course, because like you guys, I love that name. Uh, and it's I something think you're that right. I want to live. It's, it's harder for us, uh, you know, for people that have been there from the beginning, you know, followed VR since its resurgence, you know, with, with Palmer at the helm, you know, with the Kickstarter campaign and the DK1. I think it's very difficult for us to let it go. I don't think it's going to be a problem so much in like, 10 years time no one will care that it was called oculus before but like i said on my tweet on on twitter it feels like it matters now it feels like it's important now to us but yeah. i don't think it will in the long term um but yeah, yeah it's, it's a shame to see them go but and i think it's only a matter of time before we see the boxes being rebranded with with MetaQuest and you know whatever project yeah. cambria gets officially called it will likely have the meta uh logo on it so yeah, we shall see. Right uh, but that's kind of a roundup of like the kind of meta news over the last uh, couple yeah. of weeks. Doc, Doctor, uh, Doctor Meta. Yeah, he has to change his name now. Doctor Oculus has to change his name to Doctor Meta. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Meta. <laughs> that does sound kind of like a villain or something, like Doctor Meta. <laughs> it does. Yeah, but Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, the Quest Store is doing good, so. That's one thing, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about uh, some games now. Let's talk about Wanderer, uh, because uh, this game came out on the 27th of January, came out on Steam and PSVR. Uh, no Quest version right now, but you never know what's going to happen in the future. Maybe they'll work on it, get that working on Quest. We've seen crazier things happen, so I wouldn't write it out completely. Um, if you're not familiar with the game, it's a time-traveling VR adventure. It's filled with uh, you know quite complex puzzles. I would say if puzzlers aren't necessarily your bag, Maybe this one might not be for you, so just bear that in mind. Um, but essentially, you have to go back in time. You have to embody key people in the past in order to change history and reshape the future. So it's got this kind of like really cool time traveling story. Think sort of Back to the Future, Quantum Leap, those kind of vibes. Uh, you're on the are right track. Are they fictional people or are these like historic figures? Fictional. Okay. Well, well, some some historic some historical yeah, no, they are historic figures, yeah. yeah, yeah, but some are fictional. Okay. But yeah, it's kind of like um, I mean, I mean, I haven't played it, but uh, what I got from it's like you know, like the the Assassin's Creed games where you encounter like actual, you know, real mm. life characters. Yeah, <laughs> so like I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give too much away okay. because I, I think, okay. you know, like a lot of the joy of this game is is just experiencing the many twists yeah. and turns. Um, okay. And I would also try and avoid like trailers. I don't know if we're showing the trailer now, but close your eyes. Oh, we are showing the trailer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clicking away. Um, but essentially, uh, to give you a quick, so quick kind of summary of the story, <laughs> you're a character called Asher Newman who lives in uh, like a post-apocalyptic Boston in the year 2061. Uh, the world's completely destroyed, kind of run down, broken. Think sort of The Last of Us mixed with Waterworld. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, you've been left this kind of cryptic message from your late grandfather um, who sort of says you need to come to his his old apartment where he's he's left something special for you. And that's basically where the game starts. Um, I won't give any more away than that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you'll be hopping around time zones and uh, having a lot of fun. It took me around eight hours from start to finish. Uh, and I was rushing somewhat through the game. Other people have said around 10 hours. So I guess it depends how smart you are. Did you play it cabled or did you play it through some wireless mechanism? No, I played it using Link. Yeah, I was I was recording some content at the time. Whenever I'm recording, I always use the Link cable. Um, But one one thing I will say is, obviously, it's PC VR game. It's on PSVR as well. But the game looks beautiful, and you'd be surprised because the way the game looks, you would think it was like a AAA dev studio behind this game but it's actually two small indie dev teams that are kind of collaborated together called M Theory and Odd Boy. Super small team, super passionate team, though they've put their heart and soul into this game, and you can really tell. Um, 
it's got some great interactions that kind of feel like if if do you know when we've complained in on p- previous episodes of the show where it's clear that devs haven't played like some of the greats in VR like Half-Life Alex and Boneworks yeah. and some of these you know Saints and Sinners for example it's clear that these devs have and they've gone oh that 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 interaction is really great or the way this feels is really great and they they've kind of pieced that together in Wanderer and uh, yeah. yeah it it makes yeah. for a very very cool game definitely I, I recommend think, it I think I think what's interesting about this one is that like they, I think they were first working on this for the PlayStation VR and then decided to also, you know, uh, bring it to PC. But I think this is an example of how maybe the PlayStation VR 2 will, you know, have an impact on the PC VR ecosystem. Because I do think this is an indirect uh, uh, game because of the PlayStation, because of the console. And that you finally mm-hmm. get something that is surprising again, something that has some more meat to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But like I say, it's rare that we get these like really great story-driven yeah. adventures. Uh, and they're, they're sort of to be cherished. And it's a shame because like these games, because they only release on PC yeah, and they PSVR. Didn't, they, it didn't sell much. No, it didn't. They, they it, don't like, get the traction they deserve. I don't have the numbers. I don't have the numbers, but it, it didn't sell crazy. Also, like uh, because you know when a game is, is hype, we're soon going to talk about Senate, when it's everywhere on social media. But this game, I mean, everyone already forgot by now that this game even came out sadly mm. and it will at some point people will discover it again um, but something that I, I i do want to say about this game that i think is amazing is you remember all these puzzle games from the past where you had all these items laying around but you grab them but you can't do anything with them but you think you can do something with them so you're like oh i need to keep this because it could be well this game like almost every item that that is laying around is actually useful for something and that mm-hmm. makes you feel like immersed in the world and you it feels like Everything is possible again. Well, most of the older games was or glued onto the table. You couldn't grab it in the first <laughs> place or it was there, but you could only grab. So there was like like tons of stuff, but it didn't add anything to the game itself. This game kind of nails that where it disguises. Some items are trash. You can't do anything with them, but others. And then that surprise of what you used to have with VR, right? Where you're like, wait a second, I can use this to do that. Mm. And that's something mm-hmm. that I, I really missed where... Well, that's yeah, actually funny that's, you mentioned cool. it, Nathan, really because cool. I think that's something that we highlighted in the last show with Carousel as well, and it was one of our main points of critique regarding Hitman, right? That mm. there's so little interactivity in a world that is yeah, supposed yeah. to be so immersive, and that VR, you know, it's, sometimes it's better to scale down and to make your world smaller, but to really do stuff yeah. with the things that you have in that world. And if that game's, if, if this game does that i think that's a, a major yeah, it's thing. like yeah. it's like interactive interactivity with a purpose to it mm. like like yeah. what the, the i expected a dev dev team did yeah, yeah uh, shell yeah. games yeah. did a very good job of that uh, and i do think that the natural vr player is normally almost like a five-year-old you just want to grab and throw things and all and explore and, and figure out what can you do but i'm, I'm very heartened to hear that nathy because it, i love it when a dev uh, looks at the permutations and combinations of the assets in their scene and actually makes hearty use of that. And in a puzzle game, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably the most pl- important place to do it. You know, something like um, uh, Shadow Point, for example. You know, so, a- any game yeah. like that where you where you need to be using, leveraging your environment, and that's part of the puzzle, part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. I think good, good there's point. great variety in the puzzles as well. They're not all the same. And I kind of like uh, likened it to the room VR. There's a lot of, you know, different puzzle designs in there. And that's the only thing I would say is that if you're not into puzzle games, maybe avoid this one. But it is a bit of a shame because it's got a, a, it's, a fantastic it's not, story. 
Yeah, it's not like they like I think on Steam they labeled it as a casual puzzler. I'm not so sure. It's quite hardcore to be honest. I mean, Some as, of the later uh, ones I'm also hard. I'm I'm not as smart as you, or maybe I'm as dumb as you. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, like I've been stuck in this game for like 30 minutes and it was like super obvious but also not so obvious so it, yeah. it's a game where you really have to be creative and think out of the box and it's not going to hold your hand it's not yeah yeah yeah. it's a great game I would say it's, it's likely going to feature on my top VR games of the year list fair enough eventually fair enough. for now well, there's it's only well February just saying yeah. so. I was going <laughs> to ask what's the uh, what's the kind of finish of the game is it are there are there bugs or does it feel actually quite like a you know like a 1.0 there, there were bugs um, in the beginning, um, but most of these bugs have been reported by numerous people to the developers when I spoke to them about it. Nothing game-breaking, um, but yeah, it's, it's a small studio, it's a small team, but Let's I'd imagine they have they launched, them out. Yeah. yeah, but for what they launched, it was very impressive. I mean, we, we are used to playing games nowadays where they're broken AF. This game was playable, you know, so... Totally. Loved it. The thing is, uh, whenever I play a puzzle game after three minutes, I think it's bugged. <laughs> I think I think Zim will love this one. I think this is yeah. right up yeah, Zim's yeah. Zim Street. Yeah, it's sure. it's the first game this year that has has come out, and I, I like. I'm glad I moved when I did because I've been so uh, busy and occupied and sans rig that like you don't want stuff to be launching because then you have to play catch up. This is on my catch up list. So yeah. I'll, I'll I have to say it. I am interested, even though I'm not a puzzler, the story does have me intrigued. Um, yeah, that I kind of want to. I kind of want to. It's an exciting it. story for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, great companion throughout as well. A lot of people yeah, saying uh, they enjoy right. it in the chat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Paradise Decay, game of the year for him. Yeah. Wow. Already. Yeah. Game oh, of the year last time. You know what? <laughs> that escalated last time when we said game of the year, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's Wanderer. I, I think, you know, uh, I guess a, a two thumbs up from us. Definitely go check it out if puzzlers are your bag. Um, moving on from Wanderer, let's talk about some PSVR 2 news. Uh, nothing too exciting, so don't, don't you know, uh, go crazy. But um, let's talk about Gran Turismo 7 because uh, PlayStation had a state of play this week. I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, it was an event solely focused on Gran Turismo 7. Uh, that game actually releases on the 4th of March. Um, yeah. Sadly, throughout the, what, half an hour show, we didn't get any mention of PSVR 2 or VR support being added to the game, which I don't think is surprising. I wasn't surprised not to hear about any VR implementation. But I do think VR support is highly likely in this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I think we all agree on that. You know, yeah. this this game paired with a racing wheel, you know, with just the PS5 set up, you know, people like Zim that love VR racing games, or or maybe this will be their first VR racing game, it's just going to blow their freaking mind. Um, so yeah, they, I, I, um, are they selling any haptic steering wheels with their new technology built in? Well, Thrustmaster have a new uh, steering wheel for... For Gran Turismo Seven, um, so yeah, I would say you know I mean, it was if, already if, kind of built in, anyways. But I mean, yeah, it's going to be a force, everything. It's going to be like yeah. a, a proper decent force feedback wheel. So yeah, yeah. paired with a, a VR headset like the PSVR Two, it's going to be epic for racing fans. Um, but another reason why I think a VR mode is likely with Gran Turismo Seven is that we've got to remember that the game is developed by uh, was it Polyphony, Polyphony Digital? And let me get the name Poly, right. Polyphony. 
Polyphony Digital, who are a PlayStation-owned yeah. studio. So they're a first-party studio. Hmm. Also, it wouldn't be the first time in the series that Gran Turismo has had VR support, as the last game in the series, mm. Gran Turismo Sport, uh, which launched on PS4 back in 2017, had VR support baked into it, although yeah. it was kind of limited. Very um, true. There was just a slice. Guys, yeah. Racing on PlayStation was kind of... Yeah, no, I mean, there were things like Drive Club another, that what was launched the other with game? it. Drive Club VR, another, which launched oh, with it, and that was atrocious. It was as arcadey and mushy <laughs> feeling as you could possibly get in a racer. It did yeah, not yeah, feel yeah. sim in, in the slightest. No. So, no. Um, you know, I think, you know, Dirt Rally had saved it, saved the day to some extent uh, for a number. I mean, remember, there was that one mode you and I were joking about maybe doing, Nathy, was um, the co-pilot in Dirt Rally on PlayStation, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. which didn't come <laughs> yeah, on yeah, PC. Yeah. Uh, where you <laughs> yeah, could have, that would be so fun. You could have a co-pilot, like, multiplayer, yeah. essentially. Nathy's my cabin guy. He's reading out the instructions, <laughs> you know, left three, you know, <laughs> all this kind of stuff. I, I still think that that kind of mode would be yeah, really special, totally. especially if you have, you know, uh, a buddy or you have like your spouse or girlfriend or whatever who has you. a stomach and, of steel well yeah there's that but you know a lot of people a lot of people are used to modern vr and modern vr sets they don't really make people sick as half as much as they used to so um just sounds I, like I the ideal type for like getting like into meeting this arguments i said right no oh, absolutely relationship ender for sure but, uh, but mike yeah. is right like gran turismo was like like it, it appeared on every psvr trailer even if it wasn't that great it did show up everywhere because they like you see PlayStation wants to hit every genre, right? You can be a you can be a, a, a racer, you can be a puzzle, Iron you can man. be an adventure, you can yeah. So they're always going for all the different genres, and racing is a big one. And you see, uh, let's be honest, like with with Meta right now, I mean, racing is uh, like on the quest, racing like uh, real life. Like I, I think they're really like the simulation part of it. They they want to touch onto that. Sure. Yeah. I'll tell it you what excited sense. me overnight, and I don't know, Mike, if you've prepared some on GTA. Did you hear the GTA news? No, go on. So GTA Six has been a first officially confirmed by Rockstar as in development now, in active mm -hmm. development, which is great. So you know, now since what was it, 2013, when GTA Five ran, and they've been throwing it on every system possible. I think microwaves now support GTA Five. Um, but like GTA 6, that announcement to me says something because Rockstar, for those who don't know, right, has dabbled in VR quite successfully, I would say, in some of their past products. And I am super excited to see this nexus of PSVR 2 news, the GTA 6 development news, and see, yeah. I would not be surprised if they brought a yeah. PS, you know, a, a GTA 6 VR out like in tandem, it wouldn't just be that. I think it would be flat plus VR mode, mm. but on and and then perhaps only on, you know, PSVR two. But what a system seller that would be! But, it really would. I, I, it would hit. I mean, what you're basically saying, like the era of like like PC power, like PC master race and 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 console master race is gonna happen again. Yeah. And uh, oh, Quest has been great for the party stuff exactly. mainly, and you have a few titles that kind of get, but. This is this is gonna be a total different league where it's like you know you play with your you know bowling game <laughs> we're gonna play some some real deal stuff no but I, I really see this being because that's what people want like everyone who had a VR headset wants that like realistic stuff wants those bigger games and yeah that's gonna happen on hopefully the PlayStation VR I, yeah. I mean look look at like GTA Online how popular that has been and what a cash oh, cow for Rockstar crazy think crazy. about that right everyone's like now buzzing as you said at the start right talking about metaverse and buying property and stuff like this 
they've already got that ecosystem with GTA Online, right? You can you can buy a place, you can well, you can set up your you know crime yeah, ring yeah. or whatever, and go driving and all this kind but of that's stuff. That's the reason why it took so long for GTA Six to be announced because they still yeah. made so much money with online that there was no reason for them to even. So yeah, but, no, but, but it's like, gonna be it great. Be, wouldn't it be weird if they ignored VR? Like I do think at this stage it's somewhat expected uh, for big you know for big studios, Rockstar, Bethesda, etc. So. You know, I, I've definitely got my well, fingers and toes crossed on this one, but uh, GTA 6, let's hope. Let's hope we get the VR. Yeah, let's want. hope so. Yeah. yeah, it would be a game changer for sure. Yeah, them dropping that's that an ball. understatement. That was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, obviously we didn't hear about PSVR 2 or any VR mode during the, the Gran Turismo um, state of play. But I do think, you know, Sony are going to probably do their own big event around PSVR 2 where they're going to announce everything. You know, oh, we've got VR modes coming to like Gran Turismo. We've got a VR mode coming to Resident Evil Village, for example. I also, I also think that's highly like likely going to happen. Guarantee. Um, so while we don't know when this is going to happen, uh, we did have some other exciting news, and that was that yesterday the official webpage for the PlayStation VR 2 went live on the PlayStation website, suggesting that it could be sooner rather than later. There aren't any fresh details on the site, so you don't get to see the headset. That's obviously one thing we still haven't seen yet. Um, but you can sign in with your PlayStation account to get updated for uh, with more information when it drops. And also when uh, the pre-orders go live, you'll be one of the first to know. So that's worth doing if you've already got a PlayStation account. Going back to the original PlayStation VR, when it launched, you could pre-order it around March 2016, and then it released in October 2016. Yep. So maybe we'll see it similar play when it comes to PSVR 2, that it, they'll announce it and you can pre-order it in March with a release sort of end of the year. It's gonna be, that makes sense. This is going to be well, a fucking it, it, expensive year for VR is all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> You've got Facebook's offerings coming, you know, their new headsets coming. You've got PSVR 2. Anyone who doesn't already have a PS5, like myself, has to buy one of those two and find one. Um, yep. Oh my, yeah. There's, there's a lot. I, I, there's a big challenge that will happen because of the fact, you know, PlayStation is still trying to bump up their production of the console itself. So if they buy everyone some time, because the thing is, there are a lot of people who are going to pre-order them and then they don't even have the console yet. So that you, you need to try to get one until it's like October. You know what I mean? So it's going to be a race against the clock for a lot of people. And I think, I think unless they really do something drastic with the supply chains, I think it's going to be even harder to find a console after that announcement. The price are going so up. I would say that if you're looking at PSVR 2 as like a, yeah, yeah, a system, yeah. maybe try and secure a PS5 now if you can. Even yeah. at a premium, I would have to agree, especially because the, the, the global chip shortage isn't helping matters either. So but I, yeah. I, and it might go, the price might go up because of uh, more people wanting one, like a small batch of PlayStation yeah. VR users. The, the scalpers are holding on tight. You know, there's so many yeah. available on eBay, it's ridiculous, but the prices are tumbling because they're not selling. People aren't, are, oh. are literally drawing a line, in the, a line in the sand and saying, like, we're not buying these, yeah. uh, you know, with such a great markup. Maybe 50 and quid, sometimes, 100 quid, reasonable, but any more than true. that is a no-go. And, and sometimes, magically, stores do have like three or four in your own town. So always, you know, uh, put yourself on every list you can find because they are sometimes available again I in had small some, batches. I had, I had two or three in my local store uh, last yeah. week. So, so yeah. yeah. Oh. They, are, they are about. If, if, if you really want one, you yeah. can find them. A lot of the people complaining, they're just complaining because they're not interested in this system anyway. And they're like, oh, you can't find one. <laughs> yeah, you, did you really look for one is the question. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. the complaints about the cable are still there. But again, like we mentioned ah. on a previous show, I don't think it's going to be a big deal when you accept 
what what is coming as a trade-off you know when you, uh, when you, you know, uh, eye tracking headset haptics yeah. high resolution display when you Inside play uh, Resident Evil uh, 8 in VR <laughs> exactly yeah that's not a mod um, so yeah PSVR 2 hype uh, hopefully we'll get some uh, new information on that soon I would love yeah, that so, actually uh, one, one thing that was on the website um, they mentioned something where if you're they, they mentioned kind of like the online part of, of PlayStation where you will be able to have eye contact with online players uh, so imagine Horizon in a way or Rec Room or VRChat but then PlayStation's own version of that so there was there are home. some new bits of yeah PlayStation Home there are some new bits here and there on that website that kind of give you some more info so yeah definitely check out the website to pre-order maybe and also to see what's there in terms of info bits yeah, and one thing that Jay Ritchie mentioned in the chat, which I think is important to bring up, is that the site does seem to confirm, apparently, that the eye tracking will be used for advanced foveated rendering, um, which was something okay. we wasn't quite clear on at the time. But, but what does that mean? What is advanced foveated rendering? <laughs> they still don't say it's dynamic, right? Well, I would imagine that's what it suggests. But why don't they just say dynamic foveated rendering, then? Because well, hype rowdy. everyone calls it something different. Exactly. It's not like a standard term within the industry right now. It's like between it's like zombie it's like, games. It's like mixed reality. Like people use mixed mixed reality as like talk about mixed reality and like uh, VR pass through <laughs> yeah. AR. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas oh. you know we we would call mixed reality like the way you capture gameplay like using live or something like that. So there's so like many that. different mixed up terms that there's not like really a standard in the industry just yet. Maybe maybe yeah. 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 I don't know. I believe it when <laughs> yeah. I see it. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. So PSVR 2, hopefully, that would be, I'd be really happy with that. Pre-order March, release in October, I'm down. I'm going on holiday in March, so so I'd be happier with that. (laughs) If they released it in March, then I would probably have a meltdown because it's the first holiday that I've booked in two years. And I would would die. Do they they have internet in uh, Poland? No. Okay, well, that's (laughs) going to be a problem. You can call me if you want. (laughs) But still, anyway. um, So finally, I want to talk about Zenith. a lot of people oh, yeah. have been hyped about this. Like like Nathie said, there's been a lot of talk yeah. about this. Loads of people posting stuff on social media. It's probably one of the most hotly anticipated VR games that's launched in a while. And obviously it launched uh, just last week on the 27th of January. Same day as kind of Wanderer. I think it kind of outshadowed Wanderer a little bit. Um, any of you guys been playing Zenith? Yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely. Yeah, yeah. I went in with the melee class, uh, but I, I was I, like, I wanted mage. Must have pressed the wrong button, ended up melee. I was like... <laughs> This is actually even more fun because I did okay. mage when the beta or alpha was on and, uh, yeah. and went in for a while. Yeah, our, our time zones didn't sync up, so we haven't gotten to play together. But yeah, it's, it's a good game. It's a good game. Um, I'm having fun with it. So how many hours do you think you're in right now? Um, I mean, on the alpha, I put probably three. Uh, on this, again, I'm mostly doing housework and stuff, so probably another two and a half or so. Okay. So I'm not like probably, terribly deep, but probably same um, amount as me then. Yeah, about a charge, a full charge and a half of the quest, I think, is is what I've done. But it was funny because yeah. I went in and it was like, it was quite late here. And and the first set of people I kind of crewed up with was a couple from London, a young couple from London. And they both had headsets, you know, and we all just played together. They, they, they'd they been in the game like all day long, you know, charging, recharging, coming back and forth in it. And they just kind of took me from dungeon to dungeon until we went into this big snake dungeon. It got totally wiped out. <laughs> and, that, dungeon. Yeah, and then, and then, and then my about. headset dropped and it was like okay that's a good punctuation mark but up until that <laughs> point like it is quite physical I'd say the combat coming even from something like a modded Skyrim is a bit of a letdown like it's not as um, involved 
uh, as feeling. Like you don't you don't really feel like your swords are you know sliding off of one another or whatever. But if you want to do it and get a bit of exercise, play an MMO and you know go from quest to quest, uh, it works really well. The, the one thing that yeah. I wish they did was when you're flying. I kind of wish it wasn't pop one flying, which is you know just arms out. I, I wish they had you flap your wings. I want to feel like a stupid bird when I'm flying. I, I, I just want that. So I hope wow. they, they can bring in like a device or something that you can flap and maybe get a bit more airtime. That would be fun. So we've got Skeever in the chat. Hello, Skeever. Um, he's got around 50 hours into the game. I'm, I'm, <gasps> 50 hours? I wonder what level you're at. Like, can you let us know what level you're at? Because also, sadly, but Bradley was in the chat earlier. Uh, sadly, it's Bradley. Um, Came out two weeks he, ago, right? He he was a big fan of the of the, the uh, alpha or the beta that me and GT jumped in with him, and he was giving us this like huge tour of the map. It was like the size of the map is just insane. But we were like just running past these high level enemies just so he could show us this like crazy area. <laughs> there was like a hot tub or something. <laughs> excited to show us. Oh, right, you got to be careful says, about that. Skeever says level twenty four. Okay. It'd be I'm hilarious surprised. if he would have said like level three. Yeah. <laughs> 50 hours. That's, 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 that's him after like, uh, you know, uh, 50 hours. Yeah. Tutorial. He just finished the tutorial. To, you got to be careful when you're running around, like, you, you, because you will attract mobs like, 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 like bees to honey. Like, you do have to be careful yeah. about that because I've been a little bit too bold sometimes. And we have five people on you and you're like, uh oh. You know, even if they're lower level mobs, you're, you're going to get wiped. Gozer San says I'm a level 12 support mage yeah he's my man because I'm a support mage as well that's that's kind of my my class um, initially oh. when uh, the game launched they had some server issues I think a lot of that's been resolved now oh. uh, like I said I've got about two or three hours into the game I think it's okay so far I, I should preface that by saying that I've never played an MMO before yeah, I never got into World of Warcraft you're not the type for that did you yeah, not play Orbis then? you didn't play I, I played Orbis uh, like a very small amount okay. i didn't get into okay. it i never got into like fantasy star online a lot of my friends did but i didn't um and i think a lot of people that got into like those mmos are really digging this like cass and cherry for example like uh, cass oh. was a big world of warcraft player and yep. she absolutely loves this game so i think if you understand mmos and you love that kind of genre of game then yeah. you will definitely dig it but for me i'm just i'm finding it difficult to find something that really draws me to it like i played with buck and reese and we could play we could play anything we could play tiddlywinks and we still have an amazing time do you know what i mean that's the thing so yeah, you can yeah, have yeah. fun playing a mundane game but yeah the game isn't drawing me back it's just hanging out with the guys is drawing me back into this game that's exactly I actually what it is think there's a lot of problems with like because i've been reading like reviews on this game because i i used to be really big into mmos you know like 14 year old rowdy would be like over the moon with this title like now it's a little bit less also because you, you need to sink so much time in titles like this oh. you know you can't go in this play for like two hours and then be done you know like th th this this is a game that needs to grow on you you need to build that and you know and the problem with a lot of the reviews that come out is that a lot of the reviews seem to be written by people who are not into mmos who don't yeah. want to spend 40 hours on something like this before they write their review um so it, i think it's hard to like you know like to give a, an opinion on, on a title like this uh, without having played, you know, a significant amount, without liking MMOs in general, because it's a very specific genre, um, I think it's hard to give a, a, a review on this. 
Yeah, general, it's like playing Beat Saber yeah. if you hate music and you don't like rhythm games. You know, it's, it's <laughs> exactly. a similar sort of thing. I, I yeah. get it. Go, and going I, to I, a restaurant, but you only like <laughs> to eat fries. You know, <laughs> that, that is me. This is, this, is, this is a genre you need to have a, no, a lot of knowledge about. You know, this is like strategy, everything in one. And if you're just thinking it's a casual thing, you can just jump into without knowing anything. Yeah, that's why I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, I, I don't want to sort of write the game off and I do want to spend more time in it. Uh, and that's why I've kind of held off making a video about this game, because I, 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 like Rowdy said, I think you have to put a lot of time in and really understand what the game is all about, because I'd imagine a lot of the more exciting stuff happens later on. Although I, I just want to mention one really cool encounter that I did have, and this was in the snake dungeon that <laughs> Zim calls. Oh, wow. There we go. Um, like, so, well, what, what are you guys all doing in the snake dungeon? Yeah. Like, oh, you know? You know. They're, they're not called <laughs> snakes, by the way. You know, it's, called, Zim takes a couple there, there straight to the... They, they, look, they look like snakes, like little Jabba Hut, the huts. That's what they look like. Jabba the um, huts? Oh, that's yeah. what they look like. So, so Reese and, and Buck and I were struggling with the boss, the final boss of the snake dungeon. We kept dying, and then when you die, you have to pray, and basically you get spawned at the bridge, and you have to work your way all the way back. It's a real ball lake. <laughs> but we kept on dying, and we was like, we can't beat these guys. And then another little group came along, and they were like, hey, do you need a hand? And we were like, yeah, okay. So we all kind of teamed up together, and they were like blade masters. We were mostly mages. And uh, eventually we took down the boss. And it was just really cool, that kind of dynamic with another group. And then we had a little chat with them over the corpse of the snake king and then these aren't the real names by the way um snake king and then we we were like yeah see you later we'll see you on the next one and that was like a really cool experience and i think that's probably what draws people to games like this is like encounters like that that you know are just kind of random and with other real players yeah Yeah. so i I do kind of get the the appeal it's the thing is like for any mmo uh and the problem with an mmo is it i always see it as like a framework uh, you don't generally enjoy it. I mean, the thing that is going to sink you and, and pull you down, and I say that because it can destroy your life, uh, is, 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 is groups of people playing together, you know, a specified time or whatever. I mean, I remember when WoW was getting big and I, I lost several friends to WoW because they'd be going and they'd be, you know, you have to be there at a certain time. It's almost like a job. And yeah. a, lot of the, a lot of the interaction that the game offers you, honestly, feels like, chores or housework if you're used to kind of a standard game the the grinding in it uh is is quite intense but the thing is that's not the attractor the attractor is much more the social part and the challenge like being able Mm -hmm. to go up into a dungeon as you guys did and that was kind of the same the same attractor for me was when you just are able to kind of bump into shoulders and somebody in especially in a virtual space especially particularly in vr and and make those relationships or connections that's what makes it special because then you can actually end up with a friend uh out of that right mm-hmm. and and that friendship goes long term and so it feels real to an extent you're, you're in a fantasy yeah. realm but it feels like a real human social mm-hmm. interaction because it is and, and, and that's, also, that's what makes it fun it's also a development of, of skill right you need to you need to hone skills in order to become better in the game people form clams and uh, i think it's i think it's what what user idiot actually says is a, is a good a good way of, of of summarizing it it's players bring emergent contact mmos and open world ga- uh, games rely on the players to be better i think it's a really good uh, summary of like how how to approach a game like this yeah yeah, it's more about the players than it is necessarily about the world and the environment. Yeah, exactly. mm. Skiva does it does say like playing Zenith alone would be like really boring, but then he said it would be like playing VR chat alone, which mm. makes sense. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a great way of comparing it. So yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would say um, you know if you like this style of game, 
go check it out. If you if you like social games, go check it out. Um, like I say, it hasn't gripped me just yet, but I am willing to put more time into it to uh, to see if it eventually does. And I'll probably Fuck, end up jumping yeah. in with, with Zim and, and Buck and Reese uh, again when the sort of time zones line up. <laughs> it, does, it does seem Sounds to be good. the best attempt at an MMO in VR so far. Yeah. Definitely from the community. And I think everyone can see that. Feedback, yeah, it's definitely the one that people yeah. have feel most attached to. Orbis and what was it? Um, Nostos didn't oh. quite hit home. Oh, um, oh. So yeah, Zenith is definitely yeah. the most successful MMO in VR so far, I would say, without doubt. How yeah. did you find the environment when you got in? Like if I compare uh, to maybe four years ago, five years ago now, like Orbis was a very friendly environment. And my first couple of dips into Zenith so far have been on, on large very friendly environment as well. Like people very willing to kind of peer, peer up with each other. But I'm curious if you've had any bad experiences. <laughs> um, the only bad experience I had was when Buck accidentally told someone to F off when he was actually relaying a story to us, but actually told someone <laughs> someone in game to F off by accident. So he was relaying a story and, th- and they were like, oh, sorry. And, and they had to kind of run away. <laughs> It didn't have to be a child, aggressive. did it? I think I Probably. heard that was a kid. Yeah. Um, but every, <laughs> no, oh, then, then it's fine to do that. That's what you're saying. Everyone yeah. we've encountered in the game so far has been super friendly, actually. We haven't come across any um, no. like trolls no, as uh, such or yeah. people that want to ruin the experience for anyone else. No? Um, so, yeah, it's probably one of the most more friendlier uh, open social VR That's experiences nice. I've had so far. The other well, thing I was going to say is if you're a fan of games like Diablo, like you like to open a chest and get some gear or get some accessories and then accessorize. Yeah. Honestly, that's where it's got me because I'm a Diablo yeah. fan. And it's like, okay, now I get new boots and now I get a new sword that's got, you know, two more damage. But then it, that excites me for some reason. So that's another piece that if you're a Diablo fan, you probably like this too. Yeah, I would say like uh, graphically, like on PC, I think it could be, it could look better. But, you know, they obviously, you know, they have it running on Quest as well. So they had to make the, the two look fairly similar. So even if you're on a super high end PC like me, you can't really crank it to make it look super nice, kind of hit the ceiling somewhere. And also in terms of like character customization, there's not really much there. Like you all kind of just look like the same anime characters. Like I can't have a bald man and a beard to represent me. There's no beards. What, no what is the with the lack of facial hair? Like, yeah, come on, exactly. developers, wake up a little bit, please. Is is it, I don't know. Does anime or or Eastern culture like like is it always devoid of beards? I, I don't know. Apparently, <laughs> I don't so. think so. I mean, I, I watch a lot of anime, and usually it's like to signify like like age or like a very ancient and wise character, like ah, give him like a, like a beard. But I'm, uh, I'm making a podcast with all people. About. That's there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Someone finally is, you know, speaks out about it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's that, that that Zenith. Too that's Zenith. Uh, a lot of people enjoying it. Not sure just yet. Uh, so now it's time to hand uh, the reins over to Nathy uh, for this week's top picks of games releasing over the next couple of weeks uh, that we should be excited about. There's a few here. Um, I'm pretty excited about. Actually, I'm pretty excited about all of them. In fact, so uh, go on then, Nathy. Oh. Take it away. Yeah. So I, I don't have all my screens here in this van, so I'm going to try to, uh, you know, uh, do it from my uh, phone here that okay. is about to die. So here sure. we go. So we're going to kick things off with Ultra Wings 2. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So if you like flying small aircrafts, Ultra Wings 2 might be your jam. In the sequel, you once again get to go sky high while flying five unique planes as you complete a diverse set of engaging missions across an island-themed world. Uh, and 
if you played the first one, you have these missions where you, for example, like first you start off in a very simple way, right? Where you just have to fly through some hoops and that's it. But then along the way, you start to unlock like strange items and stuff. I remember having this like uh, toy blaster or something like this, this yep. pistol. And you had to like, you had to fly and then also shoot <laughs> targets at the same time. That is so hard. Uh, it is hard. Is it so is hard. Well, because, you know, even that Ultra Wings might look a little arcadey. It is quite hardcore, although I remember from the first game you had like a setting where you could also put it on arcade and it wasn't so, um, you know, hard. But yeah, it, it has some like serious mechanics to it, like you have in um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's like Ultra Wings in a nutshell. Um, and it's coming out soon. It's going to come. Well, wait a second. It already. Did it come it's out already, already out, I think. Out? Yeah, I think it's already Just out. Because, yeah. it, because I have a date here that is already expired. So yeah, it is out. Um, it, and it's on Quest. And it's also on Steam because mm -hmm. first people thought it was also like it was only a uh, standalone game, but it's also oh, I didn't, uh, I didn't on know PC. it was on Steam actually. I might have to check it out on Steam. But one thing I do yeah. do look like the look of uh, from the trailer is the fact that you get to fly helicopters. Um, it's it's something yeah. that you don't get to do very often in VR, and it actually takes me back to the VR early days. I don't know if you guys remember mm. there was a demo called Heli Hell or something similar, <laughs> where you could fly a helicopter around <laughs> an island. Um, and uh, it was the first, like, heli. Well, it was the first yeah. time I ever experienced that feeling of yeah, vertigo, right. like looking down outside of the helicopter at the island below and oh. getting that real sense of height. Um, and it, I haven't played a, a helicopter. Yeah, they are. I know in Nathan, I played that, uh, that air balloon game where you had to, like, shoot the balloons <laughs> sure. at the top. Deathmatch, <laughs> air balloon, deathmatch, or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh, man. There was an oh, exercise man. game that had one with an Apache, uh, but that was weird. I think it's VR <laughs> Zoom or something like that. It had one of these modes where you were in a, a chopper flying oh, VR Zoom valley. where you had to uh, sit on a bike and then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was for linking with exercise equipment, and oh, there were a variety okay, of modes. Sense. Yeah, 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 it was game. kind of rubbish, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's another one. So, yeah. so yeah. Paradise Decay yeah, yeah. saves us in the chat. He said it's out now on Quest. It's coming to Steam in March. Oh, so, a little delay. Oh. Yeah, but it's but it's yeah, a more serious a in March. Yeah, <laughs> I was say, it's, just, it's a more serious affair this time. You know, um, so so it it it's, it's got it, they've kind of gone. I was I was curious when they were teasing about oh, six months ago or so if they were going to take it like more arcadey, like more towards someone in chat mentioned as well, pilot wings, uh, like what N sixty four had again, like Nathy was saying, you know, flying through hoops and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they've they've actually slanted it more towards a kind of a, a more serious. Now it's not sim level yet, right? It's still kind of in the arcade bucket, I would say, but still. Um, Landing it's those long, planes is hard. From what I hear, you know, forty yeah, odd hours in terms of you know your single player campaign. So it's this is not a short offering, and it's it's good to see one of the originals now come out with yet another title. Um, and there isn't much in this space. We have very very little, you know, in that space, particularly True. on Quest. Yeah, so, one okay. to do, one to do. So it's twenty five bucks, by the way. Um, Translating twenty five euros. Usually Mike uh, says pounds, but since I'm not. From you know, I'm gonna say euros now. <laughs> Screw you! No, that's you that's, start that, doing that's it not Canadian why, dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very specific. Um, so there you go. You oh. like people who are you know listening now from the England is my city uh, place. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, moving on to and this one. I think this 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 was uh, well surprise in a way because uh, I haven't heard much about it behind the scenes. And it is virtual, virtual reality too. Mm. Oh, I think yeah. most of us played it originally on the go. Yes. Was it? Yeah, a, yeah it yeah. was a go yeah. game, right? Yeah. Let's go. Oh my days! Yeah, you had to like grab items with your forehead. Yeah, 
Remember those days, kids? No controllers. It was one of those games that made the Go feel way better. They 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. they did some yes. magic with that on that Go. That game was amazing. Even even the story, again, even the story in there was was weird and wacky and yeah I, yeah that really <laughs> jived with me. That I love it. But again, like this Putting is the butter this is on the toast or whatever. That was oh, yeah, oh, oh, indulge better. Yeah. yeah, but it, it really like felt that kind of like rig and morty kind of exactly. Humor. That's it was the yeah. first taste of that that we got. You know, before before we got accounting and accounting plus and all the other True. fun games that have come out. Funny since. enough, uh, not not many developers have explored using VR as an actual storyline where you just you're in VR, but then you travel through VR and you go deeper down the rabbit hole. That's what this game does, right? Like you, yeah, that, you that wear a headset, and that. then you go into another VR world, and then you put like you take off like six headsets, and it's yeah, it's it's insane. So um, I, I'm not gonna say too much about this because the the, the trailer gives most of it away. So maybe you oh. should also again Whoops. close, yeah, because it, it shows the entire game uh, <laughs> as far as I know. Before I like spend like oh, three minutes. Oh, playing. you're already showing. Oh, you're already showing it. Okay. Well, never mind then. Uh, you you already played it, so uh, oh, we're done here. <laughs> this is no. a good episode for pot for audio podcast listeners is what you're yeah, saying yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no but uh so so <laughs> the description is super weird so what they're saying is when a meta first shuts down what happens to the avatars left behind you, you know <laughs> you know what's gonna what happens no idea no well that's what you're gonna find out because you're gonna travel through the metaverse, yes, and save all your NFT crypto bros from dying inside the metaverse. And then you have to take them back to, not the real real world, no, meat space. <laughs> meat space. space. I love We're that. We're living term. in meat space right now. Yeah, Spoiler alert. Um, so this one is coming out, and I might be wrong again, but I, I hope I'm right this time. I think it's February 17th yeah. this year. And uh, um, the pre-order. Oh, what are you going to say, Mike? Uh, I was going to say it's like, coming out. Gonna... It's coming out on Quest on the tenth of February and yeah. Steam on the seventeenth. Yeah. yeah. I'm still getting used to this new role. Okay. That's right. Um, That's right. You got so this, bro. The, the pre-order price is twenty-seven dollars, uh, uh, and again, twenty-seven uh, euros. But uh, if you don't pre-order, like as I said, I think pre-ordering is kind of even with this game. I would just wait until it comes out and then buy it, even that the chances are that this game is great, but pre-ordering, you know, you never know. But then it's 30 bucks, so it's like three, I don't know, it's not crazy. Um, and um, this one is, yeah, as you said, coming out on Quest and uh, Steam, so you can play it on PC uh, too. But yeah, this this one is like pure like art, I think. It's nice that it's coming back. Yeah, it's like the um, original game was like VR Inception, so you, yeah. you put you put headsets on and it transported you to other worlds and then you could take them off yeah. and be back in the environment again. If, if you missed the first one, I would probably say now's a good time to go and experience that before the sequel because I'd imagine it will yes. have references to the original game. So, yeah. and it's made yeah. by Tender Claws and they've got this wacky imagination. Yeah. Love them. You just sent me off, Mike, to a special place imagining what um, the you know a VR themed Inception title would be like because <laughs> as you said this is absolutely that you go several la- yeah. layers deep two three maybe four headsets deep um <laughs> but just think if we had that world you know that we saw leonardo dicaprio explore with the totems and all of that kind of stuff oh, it yeah. might be really cool if in a couple of years when things kind of buff up a little bit to have something like that that might be very mind-boggling hmm. pretty neat 
So the, the next one I found a little random, to be honest, even that I'm a big fan of this like uh, artist. Uh, it's called Avicii Invector Encore Edition. And you were like, that's a strange name. Well, this came out a couple of years ago on, I think it was Mo mobile and Steam as well, because I did play it. And it's it's pretty much like Audio Surf, okay. but in VR. If you ever played Audio Surf, awesome. so you fly through this world in third person and you control the spaceship and you have to hit the buttons on your controller to hit the notes and then you score points. It it's kind of like they they uh, ported it over to VR, but there is not really much VR in there. You know what I mean? Like the controls, you're not really doing much with them. It's not like synth riders where you really, you know, dance through the, you just have to press the button. So you can just sit there with your poker face and yeah. not, not do much, right? So I'm not super keen on this, even that I love Avicii, I love his like music. I didn't think this was that, you know, uh, interesting uh, personally. I don't know what you think about this, but yeah, that was my that was my impression too. It just it looks like something that was designed for flat. They decided to VRify, as in, I'm an artist. I want to try something new, and that's cool, new stuff. So they'll my audience will love it. But I agree with you. The design, just from the screens well, of it, I'm not having played it yet, and sometimes you do get tricked. But from the screens of it, I, the, I agree yeah. completely. Yeah, and 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 there was some there were some like negative responses to it because as you may know, Avicii passed away a couple of years, and people said, yeah, maybe this is just a cash grab. But um, it's good to know that all the money that gets earned with this game is going to the Tim Burtling Foundation. So uh, that's that's a plus because it would be kind of weird to because he uh, co-designed this with a, a dev team, so he hmm. was involved with that. Um, so yeah, uh, as a fan myself. I'm not so keen on these kinds of games, um, but you know, let's say uh, Synth Riders and a VG pack or Beat Saber, yeah, then we're talking. But yeah, if you like uh, Audio Surf in combination with VR, well, give it a try maybe. Um, yeah. So this one is available now. Uh, it's on uh, Quest and Steam. Uh, it's uh, $30 and again, 30 euros. And then the last one, talking about uh, rhythm titles, this was recommended by Mike. Um, I, I looked it up, I found it super random for some reason, but I'm not really like talking about like Zenith, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not into fitness. You can see that, right? Oh, I do um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, this one is available now too. It's called uh, Les Mills Body Combat. I tried to look up who Les Mills is, but I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I was like, what is the name? Like, what's going on? Like, sometimes there are like names in front of it. I was like, I was super confused. So I learned a lot today. Um, but this is a VR fitness game, and I would describe it as like a mix between Beat Saber and Box VR, uh, yep. now known as I think is it called Fit XR now? Got Did it. They change, yeah, yeah, they changed the name. Yeah. Um, and so, so it comes with workout plans to achieve your goals. So if you're you want to start off easy, you can do it, or go hardcore. Um, and um, this game uses uh, instructors that will motivate you to uh, push you through. For the fans out there, we have instructor Dan Cohen and Rachel Newsom. Of course. No you idea who those are, but are. if I... Maybe. If I, I don't know who Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do? No. I know uh, who Les Mills is, though. Like, I've heard of Body Combat before. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was about a person who made this game. But um, even that, you would think, like, oh, it kind of looks like a clone of something I've seen before. The reviews were going through the roof. People were super positive about this. So I guess yeah, I tried it's great, it. then. Um, I tried it. Yeah, oh, it's, it. okay. yeah, it's actually from the same developers for that made O Shape. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I knew what Les Mills was because, you know, I've been to like uh, body combat fitness classes at gyms before. Oh. And it's, it's, like, it's like a Mike, brand. You can tell. Yeah. You know, I don't want to talk about it, you know, too much. Um, but yeah, you know, I've been to the gym a few times, you know, I drink some protein. Zuma, every now Zuma, and again. Zuma glasses. Um, yeah, yeah. Show, show us your six pack. Uh, Come on, it's more, it's more like a, a one pack right now. Um, but lockdown's been hard, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually pretty decent um, from what I've tried so far. It, it does look like a proper workout. Um, funnily enough, I'm actually one week into like a, a VR fitness thing that I've kind of dreamt up myself, where I, I want to try uh, getting fit in Oasis VR. So is, for uh, come back to the game. <laughs> So well, the plan is for an hour every day for 90 days, I'm going to work out in VR. That's the plan. And just to see what yeah. happens and kind of document yeah. the journey. It so almost we... sounded like you were making a fitness game. For yeah, that's reason. what I thought he no, meant. No, no, it sounded like it. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be VRO's body combat. I'm going to have a rival app. Um, You'll see. But, but no, but, but from what I've played of Les Mills so far, um, I'm pretty impressed with it. Um, you know, I think yeah. the way they've implemented like the kind of hologram uh you know trainers uh, that are motivating you they also kind of like the music works really well but the trainers they kind of sing along as well whilst trying to motivate you uh it's, it's been really good so far so yeah if, if fitness, Wait, the instructors sing along well they can't kind of yeah like not not they don't sing along as in the whole thing but they get involved every now and again so they're, uh, they're in yeah, tune yeah. with the music if you know yeah. what i mean they know what yeah, they're doing yeah, yeah. the thing i just wonder like you know if you say motivate i'm, I'm imagining this big dude in the back like shouting like get up you pussy like what are you doing <laughs> is that the kind of motivation you're getting it's a bit, or it's a bit it's, it's it's less mr t than that to be honest okay. you know it's, it's more friendly um but yeah i think it, you know especially if you enjoy fit, fitness apps in vr i think personally for me i would enjoy this more than supernatural paying like a, a monthly subscription you, this you is like play it anyways this is no. one payment and you're done and i prefer that so yeah i do as yeah. well for your little um stint into vr fitness mike i highly recommend although it can it can wipe you out in in one session i think sprint vector if you if you can because for me motivating myself to do that on a repeated basis i always find really difficult but if i'm getting up to you know play tennis with a buddy or something I'll be there. I'll be there on time. I'll go every time, you know. So for me, because if, I, if, it's, if it's just on my lazy ass, I'm not going to get up at 6 a.m. or whatever it is to go do an hour of workout. So for a time, a um, couple of weeks, uh, we managed to do uh, like every second, every third day, you know, Sprint Vector, Beat Saber, Box VR, for example. The original Box VR, the new Fit, Fit XR isn't as good for, for those things. But people are saying positive things about this. Um, I can't wait to try it because... Yeah. I want something that isn't, like you said, isn't subscription-based, but still gives you that good workout that you want with music yeah. and all that. And, um, the funny uh, yeah. thing is, like, yeah. the motivation for me so far has been chasing the achievements in games. So, okay. like, I've oh, been chasing okay. the achievements in Beat Saber, for example. So I completed the, the solo campaign today, uh, the achievement for that, and um, cleared all nice. the full combos on hard. So I've done all that. Now oh, I'm moving on to oh. Expert. Um, so I'm kind of taking it game by game, but, like, after the, uh, what was it, um... What was the other full game? <laughs> the uh, so one by the Shell Games. Oh my god, yeah, you just not, uh, polluted not my after brain. the fall, but nope. it's called uh, until the, until the fall. fall. Until, until the fall. you fall. You fall. Until you fall. <laughs> That's on my list. Uh, Les Mills is on my list. Uh, the other one that I've been playing that works surprisingly well, actually, is I've been playing Ring Fit Adventure, but playing it with the Quest 2. 
So I've been running Ring for Adventure through an Elgato Sorry, capture what card. Sorry, what is that? It, oh, uh, what's Ring for it's Adventure? A, it's a Switch game, Nintendo Switch game. Okay. Ah. Where you okay. use a ring um, with the Joy-Cons attached to it. Um, but that oh. is actually the hardest one I've tried so far to do. Like, it's not to be underestimated. It's actually hard. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Now I think, like, oh, I want to play that Wii Island, Wii Sports yeah, Island in that, VR. Yeah. yeah. And then because run, I don't have a big know, screen. do the marathon. Yeah. To play the Wii on, uh, Wii on, the Switch on. I've been running yeah. it through my PC and using Virtual oh, wow. Desktop to cast it oh, to the man. headset to play Ring Fit. And you know what? It actually works surprisingly well because you're holding a ring. You don't hold the controllers, but you're holding this ring, flexing that, doing squats and all sorts of nonsense. That's actually been a, an amazing workout so far. <laughs> and I'm surprised no one's actually replicated that because, like, an RPG type fitness game in VR totally makes sense. Well, do you remember okay, so, uh, that 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 studio that had the um, oh, what kind of it was like a strategy game, uh, but where you went in and there was a machine. You you and I did it, Mike, in L.A. Yeah, yeah, well, box VR. Yeah, uh, black box uh, VR, right? Black box VR. That's it. Black box yeah. VR. So, but that was that was so weird. But it, it, it's it's funny when you have like a gamification of exercise. So, would you equate it mm. something to that? Then? Totally, so, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, that's totally. good because I found that effective. Like as a, as you're a leveling nerd, up and you're <laughs> fighting bad guys, and then exactly. you're fighting like end stage bosses, and yeah. you don't want to stop halfway through the boss, even though you're no. completely wrecked. You're like, I've got to finish it. So exactly. it definitely works. So, brilliant, yeah. excellent. Oh, this is good. Yeah. So there you go. It's 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 available on Quest. Thirty dollars, uh, translating to thirty euros. So there you go. And uh, British, be as, be as uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and be as a muscler like Mike, you know, muscle Mike. <laughs> we'll see you in 90 days. Ripped. Nothing's changed. <laughs> I lost half a pound in 90 days. Flex, flex, <laughs> uh, what is it called again? Like uh, Flex Armstrong was a... Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Flex uh, Armstrong. A little toy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. So if, if you've got any questions for us, now's a good time to ask them in the chat while we wrap up the show. Um, thanks again to all our viewers and listeners who are listening to the audio version. And also thank you again to our sponsor of this show. And that is Val, the Virtual Athletics League with the Winter Games coming soon. Uh, just a reminder of the show times. Uh, it's, this show is live streamed every other Saturday now on YouTube and on Twitch now that we've got it working <laughs> since Rowdy <laughs> has been in control. So thank you, Rowdy. Uh, the show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 10 a.m. Pacific time. You can also, of course, check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. Hit the like button and subscribe to the channel so you don't miss our future podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, let's uh, see if yeah. there's any little questions in the chat for us. At, at, at least one thing that happened that was positive about Zim being gone for a while, you know? Yeah, go finish <laughs> up and running again. <laughs> they really don't like you there, Zim. They really don't. They don't yeah, really don't strange. like you on Twitch. Like. I think it's because I went to YouTube. That's probably why. Yeah. Arcanian asks, will Mike post a before photo on Twitter? I'm not... So, like, I decided... Yeah, 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 yeah. I decided yeah, this, yeah, Mike. Yeah, you yeah. have to there's, do it. There's not going to be any naked pictures of me on the internet. That is nope. for sure. Mike's in his, in his, in his, in his whiteies. <laughs> <laughs> Flexing. No one needs to see that nightmare fuel. Like, imagine... Uh, no with like white underwear on. I, I will I will I will measure myself, I'll weigh myself, I'll do like the uh the what was it chest and stomach measurements with a tape measure, but I'm not actually showing you naked pictures. Imagine him being on I'm a sorry. contest, you know, and he is show like you know those like uh, that Arnold Schwarzenegger used to do where he just stands the gun, there and the Mike gun stands show, there on the line. Flexing, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, you're there. Well well I the goal totally the goal is actually pretty oh, legit. Dead. I I reckon I reckon I could lose thirty pounds in ninety days. That's my goal. So pounds in ninety days. That sounds yeah. wow. That's ten pounds. Ten pounds. Uh, you know, uh, a month. <laughs> a month. 
Yeah. Okay. I, good I, luck. I, I, yeah. I'm on track. Yeah. I'm on track to do that. So okay. we'll see. We'll see. But you started um, yesterday or something. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I've done a whole week so far. That's why okay, I haven't okay. mentioned it before this point. You, because you, like, but are you doing this for motivation or because for the views? Um, no, I'm doing it. For, I'm doing it because I want to. <laughs> you have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, doing it. I'm doing it because I want to. Because uh, you know, lockdown's uh, been rough on, on everyone. Subscribe. You know? yeah. subscribe. We've not been able to go to the gym. You know, everyone's been comfort eating. I've been one of those people. So, uh, you know. Yeah, sure. I, that's that's We have, we have What Are UK saying, we need to be careful, though, because Mike only weighs 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah. That was good. Good um, to be back. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's good to have you back, dude. Welcome back to the show. Uh, is this a permanent coming back now, or are you going to disappear again? We'll see. Depends on okay. how quick I can get internet set up at the next place, so we'll, we'll, yeah. okay. we'll see. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're in between places right Obviously, now. Obviously, technically it works, but yeah, I, I don't want to do it at a Starbucks. I think that just will <laughs> get me out in the middle. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, no questions from the chat. So thank you all again for joining us. Um, so we're going to wrap up the show now. So thank you again. And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks time for some more fresh VR news. Until then, take care of yourselves and bye bye for now. Bye.